0: Hello boys and girls and welcome to Atletico Mints Introduced by me Steve McLaren and my bestest ever friend Casper the Snake (laughs) Casper's got the horn (laughs) Put it down Casper Oh you cheeky bugger well, we've had a lovely week staying at home together watching Poirot and the original John Nettles' Midsummer Murders. I find them a bit scary, but Casper can't get enough, can you, my sweetheart? We did go out one afternoon, face-painting party. And, you know, what's that, uh t- oh, Casper? The face-painting party was shit. Well, that's not very nice, is it? No Poirot for you tonight. You couldn't give a fuck? What's got into you, Casper? You don't know? Well, I think I do, honestly. Oh, darling Casper, you need fun and laughter. Let's go and watch some cartoons, then have a drink in Wetherspoons. We could drive in the clown car, we could buy a mouse in a pet store. Keep its head in with house brick. use its feet as a toothpick, <laughs> does that sound like a plan Casper? <laughs> so we've got a great show for you today, we've got Mick McCarthy,
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, you think Mick McCarthy's a twatty Casper, that's news <laughs> to me. I would like to be spending as much time as I can with Casper and I hope you'll all spend some quality time with the people that you love and that live under the same roof Oh Mr Casper You need fun and laughter Have a listen to Martin from Hunt Under The Hammer He's got a face you could park in Oh my yellow joy pie it's gonna be alright. We can buy some sweeties and show each other our willies. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Casper and Steve introducing us.
2: <laughs> alright, Andy. Oh um, hello, welcome to this episode. This is the first one that we're trying to do remotely from our homes because obviously we're all in isolation.
1: Yeah.
3: So
2: that 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 we should explain that from the beginning and You've chosen to open such an episode, which has, let's just say, technical <laughs> obstacles that we need to overcome. You've started that episode with an incredibly complicated piece of music yeah. uh, and song, and you had to go off and get your, your honker at one point as well, and then come back. So, I where thought, do you
3: keep your honker? My honker's under my bed, mate. I keep it at the bottom of the stairs because I use oh, it. To, right. I use it to tell the kids the dinner's ready.
2: Oh, yours is like a public honker. Mine's mine's more of a security honker.
3: What you're honk an a you can't well, a burglar. Well yeah. Puts them on the back foot, doesn't it? <laughs> I suppose it would be, it would it would choose them to <laughs> exercise caution. gives you that extra
2: couple of seconds where you can sort of pin them down and sit on their face. Yeah. And, and put out ha- the
3: authorities. Put your hands where they should be. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, Andy, but Phil Jones mm. is making another mo- one of his movies for Netflix. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. But it's good, isn't it? And I've managed to get hold of um, the first sort of edit of his trailer, and right, I thought okay. the people might like to have a listen, so I'll play it, shall yeah. I? Yeah. Charlie, will you? Philip Anthony Jones, defender and occasional right-back for Manchester United. But away from the pitch, a defender of Justice truth and the vulnerable. A lion's heart beats inside his milky skin, his flattened featureless face head is chock-a-block full of brilliant ideas and tactical innovations. An ordinary hero for extraordinary times. Wearing a mask of streaky bacon for anonymity Phil Jones patrols the streets of Salford searching out crime and protecting the innocent. Around his waist, a Series 2 utility belt, holding a B&M multi-tool, two Croatian protein bars, a ball of twine and a black pudding. It's early morning and Phil Jones is at the window of his 18th century, 18th story penthouse, surveying the mean streets of Salford below him. Philip Jones is eating lucky stars with carnation. He is ready for anything that forces of evil throw at him. Phil Jones utilises his super sight to home in on a situation developing just outside an apartment block in Media City, Salford. Cut to exterior apartment block. Phil Jones approaches the scene at medium speed, utilising his super waddle. A small crowd are gathered, looking up at balcony of four-floor apartment where a puppy is whining for help and threatening to jump. Cut to onlooker. Thank God Phil Jones is here. He will have the guile and above all the ideas to save the puppy. I can't think of anyone more suited to rise to this challenge. Using his brilliant football in mind, Phil Jones assesses the situation in style of an A1 robot. Smoke bellowing inside flat, 98 probability at fire. Puppy trapped on balcony, 80% chance Labrador but could be part poodle. Chance of fire brigade arriving before puppy leaps, 50%. Phil realises that this is on him and only him can save day. Phil Jones takes a bite from Black Pudding and farts to power up a Mega Waddle. This propels him at medium fast speed to a nearby play area and utilising his multi-tool, he removes a basketball net from its mounting. Cut to Phil Jones tying off the open end of the basketball net with the twine from his Series 2 utility belt. The plan is clear, Phil will encourage Puppy to jump and catch it in his net Phil Jones stands beneath the balcony and takes one super moment to focus his incredible mind. He then removes his bacon mask and fires super breaths through the crispy rashers up towards Puppy. The Puppy cannot resist. This is no ordinary bacon. This is Phil Jones' home-cured smoked-twice-fried bacon. Fuck me, that smells good. If he weren't saving that Puppy, I'd grab a slice for myself, shouts a barstander. Come to Phil, shouts Phil. Come on, little fella, you can do it. The puppy is hesitant, but finally it can no longer resist the lure of Phil's twice-fried mask rashes. It leaps from balcony. Phil positions his net positions net directly at the end of his trajectory. The crowd is silent. The puppy, puppy hurtles downward. Philip Jones flexes his incredible muscles. The puppy misses the net by a good couple of feet. Bugger. <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> oh, bugger. It's not a bad trailer, is it, Andy? <laughs>
2: That's good. I look forward to seeing that. I'm even looking forward to that more than I am of Series 2, of <laughs> Until I Die, 1st of April. <laughs> oh,
3: they should get it out sooner, man. Oh, Shouldn't no. they? We'll, we'll, st- not, we'll still be... We'll, we'll It'll be more we'll, hell back we'll, then, won't it? We'll
2: still be it. What I will say, TV tips and guides and all that, uh, BBC Four from Monday night is the repeat of the O.J. Simpson documentary, the five-part made in America. That's really good. Good tip, Andy. uh, That's on over three nights, uh, and
3: that's about it. Well, I'd Uh, recommend the tiger thing that's just come on Netflix. It's terrific, Andy.
2: Tiger thing? The thing
3: about all the tiger zookeepers in America, it's terrific. It's a a crime thing, but it's terrific.
2: All right. What's it called?
3: Tiger I think, Tiger Farm or Tiger People or something like that.
2: Just put tiger in, you'll find it. (laughs)
3: Have you been out at all, Andy?
2: Um, you know what? I've not been out of the house for about four days now. Uh, right. Last thing I went out and did, I did a bit of panic buying. I did uh, a panic. I've been panic buying jigsaws, Bob.
3: All oh, right, you was not a bad panic buy.
2: You got a plan ahead, haven't you? So I mean, I was in Argos the other day. I've got an Argos nearby, and I was picking one up—a thousand-piece Toy Story one. Oh nice! I thought the kids might want to join in, you know, help out and all that sort of thing. So I did like, click and collect, took loads of precautions, went in with a mask on and gloves and everything. Picked up my Toy Story jigsaw, right, and I turned round and this fucking fella—he didn't cough, but he kind of spat as he as he spoke right next oh, to us. Shit. Yeah. He just says, seen you." Oh, it's Jeremy. Jeremy fucking Corbin and Alan McGovern. Jeez, he says, seen you, laddie." Trying to tackle a potential long-term period of isolation, are you, with a more traditional, slow-paced form of entertainment? I hmm. says, well, d- yeah, I thought you know, consume a bit of time, and and, and I think jigsaws are good for mindfulness. I
3: yeah. said to him, "Well said, know, Andy." Well said.
2: He says, I've "Done any other jigsaws lately? Have you?" And I haven't, because it just occurred to me I'd done them when I was a kid, yeah. and I thought it might be a nice thing to get back into. I says, "I says, no, not for not for a few years, Jeremy. Actually, no." I lied. It's been about yeah. 35 years, really. He went, thought not, and 1,000 pieces? You'll be sweeping them all off the table in frustration in less than 20 minutes, amateur! Ooh. Uh I says, well, I hope not. You know, I want to dedicate a bit of time to it and, uh, and enjoy the isolation. He went, ask me my best jigsaw. Go on, ask oh, here me.
3: He, here he goes.
2: Oh, I says, what's your best jigsaw, Jeremy? 35,000 pieces. Wow. Bosh! Fuck, exactly. Um, I says, wow, yeah. Uh, how long did it take you to do that? He says, eight hours, a three hour and a five hour session aided only by Ovaltine and a large bag of cinder toffee. Uh, hats off to him. That's He's really impressive. Well, 35,000 pieces in eight hours. I can't beat that. I'll never beat that if I uh-huh. do jigsaws till the day I die. But um, I just says, you know, really impressive. What, what was it? What was it of? What was the picture? He says, no picture, just red. Red for Labour! <laughs> Fucking hell.
3: He did, really did well to get bit done, it done then.
2: Yeah, so, you know, there's no beating that. And he just went off and then he had a pot with a woman who was buying nine and bought across the other side of the, the shop.
3: The so, perfect number yeah. of pieces for a jigsaw, Andrew. Six. I'm a bit of a, I'm a, bit of a jigsaw, <laughs> jigsaw person. And the perfect amount is 636... You'll often see boxes and they've got six, three, six pieces. And really? It, it's because it's a really satisfactory number. So have a Is check it? it out. See what you what, think.
2: What kind of shape? Did you get a special shape? Just rectangular?
3: You're rectangular, yeah. Honestly, what? I'm not having you on. Have a look for them. It's a really satisfactory amount. I had to go out, Andy, because... Um, right. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I had to go out. Well, why? But I had to go to the doctor's and it's amazing. Have you been, you been to the doctors recently? I have been to the doctors, well. No. It's amazing, right? You get to your surgery, and mm. there's, um, not a nurse, but one of the receptionists is outside the surgery. It's, well, this yeah. is, remember, with my surgery, got the mask on, and all that, and like an yeah. iPad, and um, you have, there's a sign up saying you got to queue six feet from the next person. She yeah. comes around, checks your appointment on her I, iPad, and, like, if you're fit enough, you have to queue, you're not allowed inside if you're, what all sorts of rules, you know? Right. She Fair checks, enough. but this is the best thing. You get your temperature checked with a gun. Whoa! You get you know, like a thing that she points at your forehead.
2: What they, um, they shoot? They shoot a thermometer in
3: yeah. your mouth. So <laughs> From that distance. I, yeah. So then, but it, then you eventually oh, it took forever, and then she shout. They shout your name, like literally shout your name out out the window, and then that <laughs> the lady escorts you all the way. A, like around the cars away from the queue you go inside and i'm there to see um me doctor dr graham <laughs> outside the room there's like a washing station like with the you, right you, not not the squirt squirt you have to wash your hands in this room then, soap yeah, and everything yeah, yeah escort it out of there then you have to put on you have to put on um little disposable gloves
2: right yeah nice.
3: and then uh, so anyway i get into the room. And this is what it's like, and um, it's not Dr Graham, it's the new doctor, I hadn't seen him before, and it's just whoever's free, you get in to see, yeah? Yeah,
2: he's just got to get in and out, yeah.
3: So I told him what my problem was, which I'm not sharing with you, Andy, and just because of the nature of my problem, I had to strip down and get on the examination table, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. And he starts to listen to, like, my lungs with his stethoscope, right? right? And then Mm. suddenly, I feel the scope being wrapped really tightly around my neck. Yeah, I look up and I'm choking and he's got a large box of disposable gloves in his free hand. I just about managed to make out he had 500 gloves, yeah? He says, Right, bro, spread your legs and start feeding these disposable gloves into yourself. Individually and at great speed. <laughs> South African, Andy. I said, well, what no. can I do? I'm naked. I've got this thing round my neck, yeah? Yeah. So I yeah. start removing the, the the gloves from the box, you know, doing mm. as I was told, like... Um, he says, faster and more rhythmically, you fit prick. So <laughs> I start to speed up. Now put this tiny clan hat on and start chanting the words, Gary Monk's Apricot Army. <laughs> so just as I start saying it, you know, Gary Monk's Apricot Army, the door yeah. opens, in comes Dr Graham. Oh. Yeah, the bloke jumps up and dives out of the window, yeah? <laughs> I say, oh, thank God you came in, Dr Graham. Do you really think he would have made me feed all 500 gloves inside me and Dr Graham's yeah. Scottish, you know, and he says okay, listen, if he can feed 500 gloves, then I can feed 500 more oh, <laughs> only joking laddie, I I reckon he would have, gangbangers you've got to fucking love them <laughs> so it turned out that was um, a South African story South African under-
2: incident, yeah, they, they tend
3: to come when you're not expecting them did, <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you treated after that by Dr Graham? But Dr. Graham, oh, yeah, he's, he's, oh, he's wonderful, Dr. Graham, yeah. Good. Absolutely I'm glad wonderful.
2: About that. I've got some questions here for you. For Go on then. Kids. Uh, number one, as a millionaire, are you worried about a global financial crisis will force you to sell your collection of antique bottles of toilet duck?
3: Um, I am not a millionaire and I don't have any antique bottles of toilet duck.
2: Mm, very, <laughs> Casper. Very, very nicely deflected there. Uh, question two: Are you currently forcing your servants to keep away from you and be isolated in the compound made from chicken wire and old front doors that you have constructed for them?
3: <laughs> do you know um, what was he called? Who's the uh, British Rod Stewart? Joe Joe Longthorne. Do you know? Do you <laughs> the know? British had, Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a neighbor dispute uh, or right. a boundary dispute which he lost. So what um, he did was, is he bought, I don't know where you're getting from, he bought a whole load, like, you know, 300 yards of um, front doors. Front doors. And he erected them as um, a fence between him and his neighbor, you know, because yeah. it was such an eyesore. Yeah. So I have not there's,
2: there's no finer sight than a fence made out of <laughs> front doors, I think. Uh, wooden ones, not UPVC. That can fuck off. <laughs> Uh again, well deflected. Third question. On what day do you predict you will kill and eat your servant's pet, pet kestrel?
3: Um exactly eleven weeks from today.
2: <laughs> eleven weeks from today.
3: I shall be tucking into kestrel breast. yeah. I hope I hope you enjoy it. Oh um, hold on, Andy. Mick McCarthy's oh, just coming. Mick! Well, oh, come here, Mick. Where, what are you up to, Mick? I've just been to the supermarket. The shelves are bastard empty! Oh, that's a shame, Mick. Um, what, were you, what were you after? Stuff! Bastard <laughs> stuff! But half of it was gone due to bastards like yo, stockpiling! Uh, I am being stockpiling, Mick. I just get my normal delivery, you know, on, every week on a Friday. A delivery? What kind of
4: a son of a bastardy is that? You need to touch your bastard meat before you buy it. You need to smell your bastard veg. Check how much bastard
3: niacin is in your cereals. <laughs> oh, you're a big big fan of niacin
4: then, Mick. Your bastard ham. It's an essential human nutrient. Every part of your bastard body needs it to function. It can actually repair your DNA. Think about that, you pair of fat bastards. <laughs>
3: what do you eat, Mick, to get your niacin... Waiter, Bastard Bix, you get 5 milligram of niacin per serving and a cheeky milligram of Rebo Bastard Flavin. And um, what does Rebo Flavin do, Mick? It converts carbohydrates into tri-bastard phosphates. What's not, li- not, to not to like about that process? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, Mick. Look, Mick, there's a pair of waiter Bix on top of the mini-fridge there if you'd like to take them. Yes, I busted wood. Thank you. One last thing. What's that, Mick? You're still a pair of bastards. All right, see you, Mick. Say you, Andy. <laughs> Bye, Mick. See you, Mick. Jesus Christ.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
3: Oh, shit, Andy, look who it is. It's Nigel Pearson. (laughs) Oh, Nigel Pearson. Has he come into the studio? Yeah. (laughs) Come on in, Nigel. (laughs) (laughs) Nigel, uh, what a nice
2: surprise. What do you want?
3: What I want is a fight. A good, honest British fight. No weapons, just punches, headlocks and kicking. (laughs) Do you want to fight me, fat boy? (laughs) No, I, I don't want to fight you, Nigel, no is that because you know it's a fight that you will lose
2: no I just I just don't want to fight you
3: so are you saying that you think you could beat me in a fight because if you are you're sadly misguided I'm an excellent British fighter
2: look Nigel I fully accept that you could beat me in a fight and I do not want to have a fight
3: with you alright what about you grandad have your ancient bones got any fight left in them well, I might have one good scrap left in me before I pop my clogs. Would you like that last fight to be with me? Or do you want to win your last fight? Because if you fight me, it is a fight you will lose. No, I don't want to fight with you, Nigel. Thank you. Maybe you don't have a choice. Maybe I want to fight you and beat you in a fight. I need you to admit to me that if we had a fight, I would win that fight. Oh, now, are you talking a British fight? Like, no biting, no knives, no pulling, <laughs> hair spitting? Yes, I only participate in British fights. Well, uh, I'm happy to confirm that I believe you would beat me in a British fight. Right, I want both of you to sign this document here confirming that I have offered you both a fight and that you have both declined that offer because you accept I would win that fight. Yeah, I'll do it, Andy, will yeah. you?
2: Yeah, fine, no problem Yeah
3: there you go uh, Nigel thank you sensible lads <laughs> live long and prosper see you around sometime maybe in the playground or the park when I'm mid-fight yeah, see you Nigel
2: <laughs> thanks Nigel ta-da
3: Rimey. live long and prosper was a nice touch I think listen I've got a quiz Andrew I'm going to hit you with oh, it quite quickly yeah? oh, um, I thought
2: I was doing the quiz because I've got one as well well we could
3: do them both Andy see how we get on oh
2: god no Jesus, people
3: don't want that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we've been on our little tour and I changed the format of the quizzes to calorific value, yeah? You did, yeah. And I enjoyed it, so I'm doing it again. What do you think of that? Uh, go for it. It's called it it's called Honk Parp Topic mm. Peanuts! Mm. pop <laughs> Boing Mars. Oh,
0: yeah! Twack mm-hmm. Honk Boost Give Mm -hmm. me just a little more time, time, time. And what it is, Andy, is the
3: calorific value of three of the UK's greatest um, chocolate bars. The Boost, the Mm. Mars and the Topic. Mm. Highest calorie to lowest or vice versa. Uh,
2: Are they all full size? Are they all of the same size, gram-wise? Standard bar.
3: Mm. Doesn't help me very
2: much, that. Um, What was it? Boost, Topic and Mars? Yeah. I'm going to say the... Oh, you know what? Topic. I think nuts are quite calorific. You reckon? Yeah, I think they might be. And then... I don't know what the fuck's in a boost. I don't know. Anyone knows what's in a boost. I'm going to go for Topic, Mars, Boost. Boost.
4: Ooh,
3: you are completely wrong Andrew. Not one in the completely right position. Th-
2: just a, sh- a shambles. Yeah, boost really.
3: boost 250 KJ, yeah. topic mm-hmm. 236 KJ and the Mars 228. What's in a
2: bo- What's in a boost then, I think, Lard?
3: Well, I, I think it's probably worse. I mean, I think it's a kind of ground up nut thing, peanut peanut buttery sort of center and So Andrew. I was on
2: the right track with the calorific peanut. Yeah.
3: Though. No, all credit to you. What, do you. what do you want? A little fun fun watering can as a present? <laughs> a, just a little honk from the honker, please. Thank you. Now, listen. Do you put your chocolate bars in the fridge? No,
2: no. Sometimes I'll have a Mars bar from the fridge on a hot day, but usually, no.
3: So do that, you? that seems to me that we implicit that there is usually a Mars bar in the fridge for you to have when there's a hot day.
2: No, I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I do. I'll let you in on a secret. What I do is sometimes I put one in the freezer for ten minutes.
3: You dirty, then, dirty bugger!
2: What's what's wrong with that? Naughty it's emergency, boy! Emergency, isn't it? Emergency. Naughty boy!
3: Strange boy! <laughs> uh, have you got something in your fridge that I I do this that I technically know shouldn't be in my fridge, but my habit is mm. to keep it in the fridge, so I persevere with it.
2: Where do you stand on ketchup being in the fridge? Do you have ketchup where you live? Do I have it? Yeah, like the Heinz
3: ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I have the Heinz ketchup. Do you, yeah, the, right. um, do you, I don't do keep, keep it in the, the in the fridge, Andy. Should I?
2: There's a, a a massive debate about this whether you should or you shouldn't. Really? People say you shouldn't, but on the on the label it says keep refrigerated.
3: Oh. so officially
2: you should. But I never used to when I was a kid. But I, I know. don't
3: know whether I want me ketchup warm, you know, cold. Sorry.
2: Not, yeah, exactly. It's
3: just gonna it's gonna cool down the food, isn't it? What about crisps do you put them in the fridge if you do, you probably Ketchup don't on do crisps
2: crisps no but no, oh fuck would you put crisps in the fridge
3: Well, will try it and because it, it turns out I've tried it and it somehow can't put my finger on it it makes them more refreshing <laughs> what what kind of crisps are we talking about here walkers you know crisps just standard walkers standard i won't eat those artisan ones they give me gut ache what's your favorite flavor of crisp of walkers. Of walkers. Do you know you can occasionally get a tomato ketchup, Andrew, and it's beautiful. It's like an oil f- painting. Is it beautiful from the fridge? Of course it is, yeah. Which well, ties in with the
2: ketchup. That, maybe that answers our question. <laughs> Speaking of the kitchen and the
3: fridge, have you got anything more to add about the fridge? Well, I was just I did ask you originally if there's anything you you just by force of habit you put in the fridge, but you know you shouldn't. And I do it. I keep potatoes in the fridge, and I keep me ground coffee in the fridge. And I know you're not meant to, but that's just what I yeah. do, man.
2: Potatoes, I do, yeah, and, and general vegetables, yeah. I never leave vegetables out at room temperature because why <coughs> no, would you? That's a nice coffee you've got there,
3: Bob. Thank you. That's hey, do you know about, I've, I've it? got two fridges? If you'd like to call me Bobby Two Fridges, you can. Fucking hell, have you? Yeah.
2: And are they both in your kitchen, or have you got one in like a utility room?
3: Not next to each other, built in, in a in a cupboard. Fridge A and fridge B. Yeah, and beneath a, you, beneath both of them is freezer A and freezer B. Have
2: you got specific names for them, A, or, a and B, or just left and right?
3: Or um, if I was saying to if I was saying to the wife, <laughs> I would say, "Can you go? The they're in the freezer. You know, the one where the cat pissed on the door. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah." It's good uh, to differentiate, I suppose. Hey, I've got a new feature. We want to try it because it's kitchen related. Go on then. It's called Inside Andy's Lifestyle.
3: Okay. And I've got a
2: little song to, to start it off with. Let's all get inside Andy's Lifestyle. And I'm going to ask you a question about my lifestyle. I want you to guess which the answer is. It's quite an isn't it? I quite like which, it.
3: Yeah.
2: Which calendar, Robert, have I got on my kitchen wall? At the moment, is it Northeast Beaches? Beaches mm. of the Northeast. Is it Working Horses, or is it David Boy?
3: I would think it's Northeast Beaches. It's Working Horses. Working Horses. Oh, you're getting you dirty horses. boy. You naughty boy. There you are. You like the big horses, it cost, yeah?
2: It cost one pound. My son chose it. It's Working Horses.
3: Why'd you there need a calendar? Why don't you need a calendar? It's traditional, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you why you don't need a calendar because, like, your mobile phone tells you what date it is. Yeah, but you
2: you need to like write stuff down when you're going to do things, and that sometimes, don't you, for everyone to refer to, for the family to look at, planner almost.
3: Oh, so that's why. Oh, look, look, kid, uh, it's uh, we're not having dipper's again till Thursday. Mm
2: hmm Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the blue drinks,
3: blue drinks, come the week on Sunday.
2: Yeah, yeah, when the man comes round.
3: I've got some questions from the wife, Andrew. Go on then, Andrew. In Sunderland, do you still curtsy to posh people? You know, like people who've got a job or have got their own set of suitcases. <laughs> Andrew.
2: Um. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because okay. I mean, you've got to show respect. I mean, yeah, they might they might give you a job at some point, so yeah.
3: Thank you. Andrew, is it true that over 30% of the paving slabs in Sunderland are only kept in place due to the build-up of hardened dog dirt in the cracks?
2: (laughs) I've not examined it. I've not investigated that personally. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can ask the council. Hey, take a look. I might do. I might get on my hands and knees and have a look later on, yeah.
3: Andrew, is, that it? is it true that there's a bloke in Sunderland who has trained a monkey to piss down chimneys uh, to clean them out? Is that true? It is, isn't it?
2: I don't know. If that is true, he hasn't come round here yet. <laughs> so, but I imagine he's working his way round. It's not something you can do quickly.
1: All
4: right, Bob. Uh, me and the wife are uh, staying at home, like, you know, uh, on account of the foreign bug. Uh, nothing new in this house, really, cos uh, the wife don't get out much due uh, to her fluid leaks from her leg and the whistling sound her arms make when she's out and about and gets angry, like, you know, and starts flapping them around, you know. Uh, she don't want me in the TV room at the moment, so... I spend a lot of time in uh, the, the hallway, like, you know, waiting for her to shout out something she needs. Uh, the good thing about being in the hallway, like, is that I can watch the TCVT uh, monitor, you know. Uh, the camera is pointed directly across the road so I can have a good stare and keep an eye on details such as uh, the colour of the cars passing by, you know. Oh, I think there's one coming now. Uh, gold, yellow, Nissan, I reckon, could be Mitsubishi That was grey. Quite a long car, you know. Maybe uh, scored a superb, I'm not sure. Uh, dark red could be a Renault, you know. Uh my player that... Oh, stop, oh, it stopped outside the house. I mean, actually go and have a good stare at it, you know.
0: Oh, Peter, you fucking dozy half-witted fucking moron. Get in here now.
4: Uh, I thought you wanted me to stout out in the room, you know, cos they're foreign germs.
0: Just get in here, you fucking dozy dying. <coughs> uh darling.
4: hello, darling. Oh, ooh, uh, 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 a bit of in here, love. Would you like me to open the window? Ah, and let the
0: fucking foreign German. in. No chance. I know you're a public fucking health expert all of a sudden.
4: Uh, no, love, sorry, love. Uh, so, what was it that I could get for you?
0: Nothing. Just sit down. I want a fucking word with you.
4: Uh, I, uh, have I done something wrong, love?
0: Just fucking sit down, you graveyard creeper. Okay, love. Peter, we need to consider the possibility of one of us kicking the bucket because of this fucking jam.
4: <laughs> uh, I don't even like to think about anything happening to you, my darling.
0: Uh, shall I just fetch you a nice big tower I've scrambled? Just fucking listen, will you? I've asked Wilf Vickers, the solicitor, to pop round so we can both make our fucking wills. Be him now. Go and answer the door, you lazy prick. Uh,
4: uh, ooh, uh, come in, Mr. Uh, Vickers. Uh, that's right. Uh, come to uh, the front room where you'll find my wife.
0: Oh, hello, Mr. Wilf Vickers. Thank you so much for coming. Would you like a cup of tea and a nice, eggy fucking biscuit?
2: Uh, no, no, thank you. Hey, the air in here is rather thick and heavy. Do you mind if
0: I open a window? What an excellent idea, Will Vickers. Open the window, Peter, you slack fucker. Uh,
2: um, your uh, your blouse appears
0: to have popped open, Mrs Beardsley. Maybe you could fix that. Oh, I didn't realise how fucking embarrassing is that. Please accept my sincerely fucking apologies. Right, so,
2: have you discussed who you'd like to leave your estate to?
4: Er, uh, no, no, no,
0: Yes, we fucking have. If Peter dies first, then everything he owns goes to me. If I die first, then everything of mine goes to that body lad with the beard of SAS who dares wins on Channel 4 and 4. Hank Middleton is his name, but you'd better check that. Give it a quick fucking fact fuck check. So... so Peter would get nothing? Oh, he can live in the house till he props it. And have a small weekly allowance, you know, a hundred quid or more should more than co and cover it.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: thanks, love. That's very
4: thoughtful, mate. Like.
0: You're fucking welcome, Peter. Right, so what happens to the house on Peter's death? I would like it to be sold, like, and the proceeds used to build a big, fuck-off sculpture outside the Newcastle United ground. Oh, oh love, what, a uh, sculpture of me? No, a big, fucking chicken egg with my head sticking out the top. Uh, uh
4: right, sounds very nice, love.
2: Well, that well, seems simple enough. Uh, I'll get the wills drawn up and send them to you for your signature. Oh, your, uh, your button has
0: popped up and again there, Mrs Beardsley. Oh, my fucking bad Wilf. I'm afraid my fronties are a bit swollen due to worrying about the foreign fucking jam. Mm, right,
2: I'll, uh, I'll let myself out, I think, then. Uh, cheerio!
4: Uh, well, that's all nice and sorted and proper, isn't it, love? Thank you very much for that. Uh, would you like me uh you know, grow a
0: beard like Hank Middleton? No, I wouldn't. You'd look even more like a fucking hobbit. Now fuck off out the room. I'm watching Border Force New Zealand and it's a fucking beauty.
4: Ah, okay, love. I'll go and check my monitors for cars. <laughs> uh, red, maybe a Citroen blingo. Could be a perigo pergo rascal. Ah, uh, blue, uh, small BMW, uh, diesel, maybe a 3 series. Oh, uh, nice big white transit, uh, probably pest control or the drain stopped uh, uh, See you Bob, I'm going to concentrate on this, see you Bob. So that was
3: nice of Peter to send that in, wasn't it? <laughs> so he's isolating with his wife.
2: And he's managed to put some sound effects on there as well. To yeah,
4: it. he done he good, didn't stuff.
2: he? Uh, that's about it then. We'll be back with another one soon, hopefully. Bye, everyone. Yeah, see you,
3: everyone. Stay safe.